Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Live Changed Podcast Station. This is Evangelist Cynthia Jones coming to you tonight with a very intense subject. I'm going to give you some. I don't know how much I'm going to pour out to you in this one episode. However, I would appreciate your comments. The subject for today is unreciprocated love. In other words, the love you didn't get back. The love that appeared to be love. And then it grows to becoming unreciprocated. It grows to be be taken advantage of. It grows to the place of even being your needs, being ignored and disregarded. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And you're already feeling the vibe that this is going to be blessed. And to those of you who don't know, I hope you never experience it. But all things happen for a reason. So if you don't need this information, I pray that you will share it with someone who does. I trust this next chapter because I know the author. I'm not the author. The Spirit of God is. Because if it had not been for God, the reality of who He is, the power of the words of His Word, and the promise behind His Word, I wouldn't be here tonight. I want you to think about yourself and how much you love you and how much you don't love you. I want you to examine yourself. I want you to write down your likes, your dislikes. I want you to write down every area where your love was reciprocated in this relationship that you're in. What does what does reciprocation look like to you? Reciprocated love, love given back. Is it in things? Or is it in words? Or is it in touch? The five senses are spiritual. See, hear, speak, touch, and taste. You can taste spiritually. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's amazing taste. It's when you look and you see where God has kept you, where God has had his hands on you and has helped you when you didn't even know it or realize it. It's humbling. Give your faith something to look forward to today in this lifetime, not just to the one day that you die and go into eternal life. One thing's for sure is that we can't choose the rivers that we have to cross, but we can choose what we carry. (laughs) And I myself, I carry it with a faith that moves forward and also a faith that carries in between, in between when I know and when I don't know, in between when I'm trusting and I'm scared, in between. 
Peter came to Jesus asking, Father, how many times do we forgive those who sin against us? And Jesus answers, Peter, 70 times 7. Wow, if I could speculate right here, I'd imagine that Peter made a face like, that's a lot of times, Jesus. And I could imagine Jesus' response, yes, it is, but look how many times God has, will, and does forgive you. When a follower of Christ fails to forgive, it becomes inconsistent with the infinite forgiveness of God. And we understand that. But let's also keep in mind that forgiveness is for you. That's right. It's not for the other person. Forgiveness is not a gift that you give to someone. Um, It is for you so that you don't have high blood pressure. You don't acquire sicknesses and illnesses that comes from stress and anxiety. And many people who are suffering from anxiety and a lot of stress are also people who have some forgiveness issues. And that's why I want you to examine yourself as you listen to this this broadcast and even afterward and see if there's some areas where you need to forgive and let it go and let God have it. And how do you do that? We'll get to that. When a follower of Christ fails to forgive, that's a choice. But God wants us to forgive. He has his Holy Spirit in us that he wants us to be friends with, that he wants us to journey through life with, because the Holy Spirit leads and guides. And you can have your little map and say, oh, this is where I want to go. And you can put the address into your GPS and you go. However, sometimes there are delays there are backups, there are hindrances where you may not even make it to your destination at all. A saved life is a surrendered life. To know that all things work together for the good for you. Yes, even in bad relationships. If you know how to eat the meat and spit out the bones, you will see God from a far greater perspective than you ever had. It's depressing to know that there are some Christians who believe that a a saved life is a safe life, (laughs) pretty much. Um, Yeah, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe that you're sealed until the day of redemption. You know, it's safe to know that you have eternal life. But there are arrows that are being shot. There are darts that are being aimed at us. And although the word says no weapon formed against us is going to prosper, these weapons are formed. They're thrown. They're shot. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we limp. We, we're injured. That's why so many sit in the back of the church and they're afraid to come forward because they're bruised and they're wounded. And oftentimes, the solution to that, a broken and wounded spirit, 
is to allow God to heal you and to go through the process, not rushing the process. Have you ever seen people perform? Yeah, I have too. And I have vowed not to be one. I'm the realest me there's going to be. And I know that there is an enemy out there. And that I do have to forgive people for what they do. Even if they're not genuinely sorry because it's for me. I make a choice after that. I am... I forgive you, but I'm leaving you. Or I forgive you, and I'm going to give you another chance. Whatever way I feel it should go, that's the way I would choose. Many times I had said I forgive you, not even to the person, just within myself I forgive them. And I'm still going to try to work this out, you know? And by the end of the day, the person I really needed to forgive was myself. I had to make a choice because the choice was in front of me. And the door was in front of me. And it's time to go. It's time to get out. And it's time to get away. I'm not a quitter. I just stop a thing a behavior, an involvement, whatever it is. I have the capability to move on and forward with no regret, no remorse, or guilt. Because really, when I've come to the point of moving on, believe me that I've done all that's humanly possible to rectify the situation I've applied all the forgiveness I've been given and where it was needed. And I continued to have my goodness stomped on. I got to a place that I call all loved out, all given out, and to the place of knowing that I'm the only me that I've got. And right here is where I need to hold on to this piece of me, and we got to go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's emotional survival. It's a place where you can be severely wounded, but the Word of God will rise up from the pain, anguish, humiliation, embarrassment, and all other feelings until you go and come follow me. No matter what we go through, people of God, God has provided a way out. It's our job to discern and follow the Holy Spirit's lead out. And I'm referring to relationship love. It's easy to get into, but it's hard to get out of because the deeper the trick, the harder It is to discern for some of us because of our backgrounds. Um, But when you come into Christ, you learn about love. 
that love is an action word. Love gives back. You know, to trust and believe that the person connected to me is acting for my good was hurtful. And I believe that the one major delusion that the enemy places in the saint's heart and mind is that forgiveness means to forfeit your peace of mind and purpose in life so that someone else may remain habitual and destructive to us and our lives, causing us to remain in relationships and situations far longer than the lesson intended. God doesn't want us to waste his anointing in us to continue pouring it on a pig that loves dirt and would rather have its affiliates wallowing in a pool of mud than in a clean, healthy environment. Pigs love mud. And if you're going to be with a pig, you might as well know right now that you're going to get dirty and they're going to love it and you're not. And my putting together this lesson, two words came to mind, forgiveness and foregoing. And let's not confuse forgiveness with foregoing. As I said earlier, to forgive is a pardon. When we forego something, it is to make a conscious decision to do without it. And in this teaching, I'm going to refer to foregoing a loveless, unreciprocated relationship, one that drains and causes anger, stress, low self-esteem, and other emotional and psychological illnesses. You don't even know where these things came from. You never had anxiety until you got involved with him. And you know the anxiety comes because the, the appearance of the love was so intense it drew you, it grabbed you like it did me. I believed it was real. And trust me, somebody even sent me a message telling me that it wasn't real. Can you believe that? They did. But was I going to listen to that when I'm being wined and dined and I'm really being lured in. This person is coming to church with me and uh, acting like they want to be saved and And here I am, all the way to the altar. All the way to the altar. (laughs) Wow. And then the mask started coming off. And I didn't even notice right away that it was a mask that came off. But today I can tell you, looking back, it's like, wow, you don't want to go to church anymore. And, um... Huh, I'm supposed to pray for you to come to church when I met you, you were coming to church and you wanted to be in church. Now you can't make a conscious decision that you want to be with God again. Were you ever really with God is my question. And, and I can answer it myself because if a person has been with God, then you will know it because you will have been with God as well. If you have been in turmoil and mess and I am with you, then I will have been in turmoil and mess as well. The pigs, remember the pigs. And there were so many red flags that I didn't listen to. I didn't pay attention to until it was too late. But it's not too late to help somebody else and to tell my story. 
it's a hurting thing to have children and to bring a man into their lives and into your household that is tricking you, that is making you believe that they are a family man and that all they want is the best for you and you don't mind sharing, you don't mind doing your part. But one thing I'm very glad for, there are some reservations I've had as a woman that I've learned from my uncles and my great-grandfather and my grandfather and my dad, you know, that there were just some lines I didn't cross. And I believe that's what saved me from ending up in a psych ward somewhere. When you find out that the person that you love doesn't love you back, it's devastating. But you must remember when you're dealing with someone who has a narcissistic personality disorder, they never loved you in the first place. I listened to a teaching and it said, the teacher said, when you walk into the life of a narcissistic personality disorder person, Imagine yourself walking into a room, and when you walk into that room, you see two mirrors, and you see two mirrors beside those two, two mirrors, and then you see four mirrors, and you have more four mirrors besides those four mirrors until they're all over the room. But what are you looking at? What do you see? You see yourself. What happens with narcissistic personality disorder people is they glean from you. That's right. That's why the relationship seems so perfect. Seems like he just knows like how to reach you and how to touch you. It's because he is a reflection of you. And there are women out there that have narcissistic personality disorder as well. And who you really fall in love with is yourself. The only thing is that the mask comes off because Loving yourself is growing. And to the narcissistic personality, you will always remain who they see you to be when they met you. They never see you growing. Everything that you do outside of when they met you, it looks like change to them. It's threatening to them. But when with a normal person, it's normal to change. It's normal to not want... Um, a, you know, a red Cadillac and go to a blue one if that's what you want to do when you get older or when you feel like it. Um, everything has to be so synchronized and systematic um, with a narcissistic personality disorder because they never grow up. They never expect you to grow. So, when, so instead of the light shining on their deficits, they turn around and want to shine the light on you. You know, and it's true. If a man accuses you of cheating, he is cheating. This man has cheated behind my back. I believe he has cheated the whole marriage. I believe there are people who, who know that he'd been cheating. I believe that it affected my business, that he had been cheating. I believe that it had affected um, my... Um, my employees, you know, I believe people knew his dirt and what he was doing, what he had never stopped doing. Um, I was just not schooled in uh, the, the, the trade of trickery. Um, I 
don't want to ever see myself with someone that I have to, uh, when I'm driving along a country road or something, that I got to be looking to see if his car is out there. Or, or, you know, if I'm going to the mall, I'm looking to see if he's out there with somebody. Like, what kind of relationship is that? And this is the kind of relationship that this person wanted to switch to in the, in towards the end of this. And I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not going to go follow you to see where you're going. I, I don't need to look at your cell phone anymore because I know what you'll do now. You've been caught. I know what you'll do. Why do I need to look? If you're not stopping, you know, that's because you don't want to stop. But I have the choice to stop here. And that's what I'm doing. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, the unreciprocated love. After a while, you see that you know, you're the only one that's loving in this relationship. And the pig is just trying to draw you into the mud. The pig is trying to wash away what you know about yourself, wash away your integrity, wash away your love, wash away your self-esteem, wash away your strength, wash away your fun. You know, you don't know who you can talk to or who you can't talk to. Once put fear in you, you know, and you, you want to talk to your pastor, you want to talk to your church uh, mothers or different things like that. And you give little hints and, you know, sometimes folks don't even reach back to you. And that causes you to, you know, back up a little and maybe you shouldn't tell nobody, but that doesn't even... That doesn't help you. That destroys you. That helps the enemy to destroy you. God will God will, and has already placed people in your life who can mentor you through your pain. You're not the only person. You're not the first person. You're not the last person to be tricked by these demon-infested people who are out to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has led us to know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I have been in this mess for 19 years and I have decided I am not going through anymore. It took 13 years for me to discover what was going on and I believe the man was cheating the whole time. I don't think he ever stopped cheating, you know, and it's it's not even cheating, is it? <laughs> for real, if you really look at it, it, it would only be cheating to me because I try to live an integral, God-fearing, uh, redeemed life. So they don't even see things the way that you see them. They don't even, you can talk to them till you're blue in the face and some of them won't even, they'll apologize, but you know they're just apologizing to shut you up. And you know you're going to go through another round and another round. You know, this this man um, had vowed that he would not ever, you know, help me with my business. I overheard it. You know, I overheard what he had said and and he was shocked that I had overheard it, and but he did end up, uh, God used his hand to make my business manifest. And I give all glory and honor to God, because this was a man who said out of his own mouth he would not do it for me. Um, he brought me a brand new car, and then turns around and still does things to dog me, not talk with me, not take me out, not do things with me like I'm supposed to uh, just settle and rot away. I I'm a valuable woman, and I have great value, and you need to see that about yourself. You are of value, and if not to anybody else, you are of value to yourself, and you are of value to God. Don't let anybody uh, devout make you feel devaluated, and you tell yourself to be obligated to stay there. No, that's not what it's about. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. 
not a fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit. And John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if anyone is unable to show love, and if anyone doesn't know how to love, then according to the scripture, they don't know God. Wolves know God, just like they know you <laughs> and know that you and I are God's children. You know, back in the day, there was a, a story called, called um, Little Red Riding Hood. And Little Red Riding Hood was a lot like me. All she's tending to is her business. But what she has to do that day, she has a a list of things she needs to do. And one of them was to go and take some biscuits to her grandmother. And here comes a wolf. And and one of the older versions says that she told the wolf where she was going. And he hurried up to the house where the grandma was, ate the grandma, put her clothes on, and sat in the bed pretending that she was her. He was her when... Now, Little Red Riding Hood walked in and just about fooled her, you know, to the, to an extent he did. He fooled her all the way to the house, but there was a point where she did discover this is not my grandmother. And sometimes, you know, by the time we discover that the, this is not my, this is not the relationship I thought it was, um, we've, we've sacrificed a whole lot. We've given time, we've given energy, we've introduced family, we've We've hurt, we have struggled, we have gone through so much um, that some people even say, oh, I just invested so much, but you invested so much. What have you, what did you, in, what did you get? You know, you invested so much. What was your, what was your victory? What did you get out of that investment? What was the payoff? Like, did you get anything other than a broken heart, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart palpitations? Like, what did you get? You got stress. You got anxiety. Like, you, you're nervous all the time. Uh, you don't trust people. And you don't know how to accept a compliment. And, you know, all this came from the devastation of the realization that this person was no good for you. This person was a wolf in sheep's clothing. So I call, I'm coming here to tell you today to get back up on your feet. It is never too late to make a new start. It's never too late to say no more. It's never too late to say, you know what? I'm ready to walk forward into what I cannot see, but believe that God is there than to stay here in what I can see in this false light. This is a false light. I want the real light. And I'll tell you, when you start stepping towards God, towards what you cannot see with each step, the lights will come on. God will lead you and guide you and he will make you seem like a genius. He will make you infallible and he will make you for the journey. God will rebuild you and he will make you over and and he will show you things about yourself that you never knew and you would have never known had you not gone through this. So I encourage you to take everything that you've gone through just like me and I consider it now a lesson learned. It's over. It's done. I'm coming out and I am no longer going to affiliate myself with that. I'm no longer going to entertain that. I know the wolf is a wolf. So smile at me when you see me. If you're with him, you got a wolf. And it's just going to be a matter of time. It could be years. It could be days. It may not take uh, much at all. But you'll understand what you got when the mask comes off. Because most likely, I'll give you a hint, it'll have my clothes on. I'll be the one that it tried to eat up. Yeah, he got my clothes, but he didn't get me. Hallelujah. And many of you can say, 
they got your clothes, but they didn't get you. And they out there roaming and and people not falling in love with them because they don't have their own personality. They got your personality, the personality of the person before you, the person of the personality before them and everybody else he made feel like they were nothing by the time the relationship was over oh I could go in here and I could tell you some things but I'm not going to do that right now I'm going to save little bits and pieces for different podcasts but I just want you to know today that it's time to get up it call a spade a spade it is what it is and reach out and get some help let your family let your friends get you a pastor get a church home get the word of God get to studying, get to believing, get to practicing the word of God. And you will see that the word will not fail you because God doesn't fail. And I'm here to testify that I have a little bit of ways to go. I am in a divorce proceedings now and I see the other side. And that's my focus. My focus is the other side. I'm already over there. And that's a plus, 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 plus. You got to see yourself on the other side of whatever that is you got going on. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'd love for you to leave me a comment. Uh, I will get them. Um, Just let me know how this has blessed you. God is good and he knows all things. This was not to punish you. It was not to punish me. It was to make us that we shall go through the fire and not be burnt. We'll go through waters and they will not overtake us. But when we go through the fire, we shall come out as pure gold. I love that part. Have a great day.